Hi, I'm your host, Kelly Joe, and this is the Nourished Motherhood Podcast, a show dedicated to bringing together the voices of motherhood and helping women connect with others and themselves through the power of sharing honest, vulnerable stories. Because every woman deserves to have a place where her voice is heard. We believe that supporting mothers is one of the healthiest things we can do for our society. There's a balance of beauty and grit to be found in every woman's story. And we're so honored you're here to listen, connect, and grow with us. Let's dive in. Hello, friends, and welcome to October. I am so excited to be back with you for another episode of the Nourish Motherhood podcast. And uh, this month is actually National Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. A couple topics that are just really hard to talk about. They're both heartbreaking and heavy, and yet it is so important that we create space to talk about these things um, as it's way more common than many of us even realize. And there's still such a stigma, meaning women walk through these things alone, really isolated. About one in four women actually experience miscarriage and it is, it's actually even rates potentially higher than that because that's just what's recorded. And so yet we don't talk about it. And I know many of us have had friends or loved ones who've experienced pregnancy loss and, you know, we, we don't always know how to talk about it. And so we end up not talking about it or not supporting our friends in ways that they need support. And so I am really looking forward to creating conversations this month um, with different moms, different professionals around this topic and so to create space. And so today I am really excited because we are going to be talking with Tori, who's from the Vita Well, and Josie from Tourmaline. And they are two of a whole team of women who have come together to create the Box for Loss, which is a curated box that helps someone um, heal and recover both physically and emotionally, specifically after they've experienced a miscarriage. And so I am just really honored to have them on today to share some of their stories, some of the the heart behind Box for Loss and what's in it and what are ways that we can come alongside our friends and our family who are hurting and who have experienced miscarriage and, and what can we do to love them, to support them and to be part of their healing journey. So get excited because it's a, it's a great conversation we're going to have today. Okay. I am so excited to welcome you guys here to the Nourish Motherhood community. I have Tori Borelli and Josie Petrich with us, and they are two of the masterminds. There's some other wonderful ladies, but behind the box for loss. And we are talking today about pregnancy loss, definitely a heavier topic, but one that I know so many of us have experienced um, and walk through ourselves. And so we wanted to create this space where we could just have an open conversation about our own experiences and um, to really break the stigma. And so thank you ladies for being here with us today. Can you just quickly introduce who you are? Because I have two beautiful ladies here on the screen and we want to know who you are and where you're at. Sure. So I'll start. My name is uh, Tori and I'm a holistic nutritionist and a chef and a author of a cookbook. Um, I started my health and nutrition journey when I was young, about 14 or 15 because of my own health struggles. Um, and I was introduced to holistic medicine, um, because it was the only thing that actually helped me after like years of 
trying to do the Western route and not finding answers. And so that kind of led me into just um, being your own doctor and um, going the more natural route when when you can. And then I became a nutritionist and I have a background in organic farming. And so that was definitely a passion, like knowing where your food comes from. And, and then um, fast forward to, it's almost actually been a year. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, I was you know, I actually took about a year preparing my body to become pregnant because I knew I had hormone imbalances from a lot of different things that, you know, my struggles with thyroid and just um, some tox- toxic stuff like parasites and mold and and um, some autoimmune things. So I prepped my body and I got pregnant and started to figure out what I wanted to do with just um, my whole journey. And so I found this amazing birthing center called Tourmaline Collective here in Pacific Beach in San Diego. And Josie here, who's with me, is one of the midwives here. Um, And they just kind of gave me a tour and told me what the process would look like. And, you know, kind of told me that I was, (laughs) I was a little like early for, you know, most people kind of find, well, I guess it just depends, but most Mm -hmm. people like if you're going the the traditional route where you go um, through your you know gynecologist and your OB, um, they won't really even see you until month three. Um, and so, uh, you know, I interviewed here, and then I went to a couple of different midwives and just was kind of getting my bearings. And um, I went to my ultrasound and was kind of shockly, rudely told that there was no heartbeat. And it honestly like spun me out into the deepest, darkest, depressed, most depressed um, state I've ever been in. And, you know, talking about this a year later, still going to therapy for it. I couldn't have done it without these midwives. Like Josie, I came in here and Josie literally like put me on the bed and like wrapped me up and <laughs> I'm like going to cry um, and like did this amazing like closing ceremony and just like made me feel loved and gave me tools because it was such a scary process because if you go on the internet, there's not a lot of info. And, um, you know, I had my dad, my parents' best friend, who's a fertility expert telling me that like, I might not be miscarrying. And then I had, you know, my cousin, who's the only person I know that had, well, at this time knew that had had multiple miscarriages kind of tell me that she thinks I'm having a miscarriage due to my symptoms. And it was just like so much unknown. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have an OB, but if you did, they probably would just tell you to go to the ER. And so having the midwives here, like, felt so amazing. And so just like most of the stuff I've ever done in my, you know, health journey, I've kind of turned it into help other people. And that's, you know, I see one-on-one clients. That's my practice right now. And so I've kind of used my own health struggles to help other people. And at the time I didn't really see that as like the light, but, um, after a couple months, I met with the, the women here and we just kind of created this idea with, uh, another friend who has, also had experienced a miscarriage and just putting together the tools that we thought that could help um, support women going through a miscarriage, whether they were going through it right right then. Like, so that's more the physical box that we have. And then um, if they've had one in the the future and not really, you know, dealt with it or need more support, that's our um, spirit bag. That's more of the emotional support bag. So yeah, (laughs) I feel like forever. So I just kind of try to make it really quick. (laughs) No, thank you. And I'm so sorry for your loss. That's, I mean, you're a mom. I think you, you become a mom the moment you decide you want to be a mom. And Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the vision and life you 
you, you start to imagine as soon as you get that positive pregnancy test, right? You imagine everything you, and you start making plans and that mama bear rises up. And so I just really want to acknowledge that loss. And I'm so sorry for that loss. Yeah. And on, on that note, like that planning thing, like, I think that that's like only really what females do, because that was something that like my, the males in my life who were like my dad, who's like my best friend, they can't really wrap their head around. Mm-hmm. Cause that guys just don't, even my husband, like he was super supportive, but he, they don't think like that. They just like, you know, and like, then I literally had like a male doctor friend be like, Oh, it's okay. Like just next time you'll, it will be fine. Like try harder next time kind of thing. And you're just like, what? Like it's so, you know, and honestly the biggest thing for me was I have helped so many women that were told they can never get pregnant, get pregnant and have a healthy pregnancy. Like I knew that miscarriages were common, but I didn't know how common they were. And, you know, I don't know, like what one out of four women that have a miscarriage is actually reporting them. Like mine wasn't reported because mm-hmm. I didn't go to the ER. So I think it's way more than that. And Definitely. like, why aren't we talking about this? Why are we waiting three months, especially in the Amer- American culture? Like yeah. why are we waiting three months to tell people we're pregnant? Cause that's when most miscarriages happen and you have no support. And so, you know, talking with the, the midwives, like, you know, they see so much more than we talk about. And Mm -hmm. so it was just, it was such a good synergy because me with the nutritional components, um, and them just like actually practicing this every single day and being moms. And, um, most of them, like we sat in the room when we had this meeting, initial meeting, and I think there was 15 of us. And I think Mm -hmm. every person had had a miscarriage. And I was like mind blown that like, nobody was talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. You bring up such a good point. I mean, I think that was our experiences. If we, we miscarried and we had had actually several close friends, probably within the six to 12 months leading up to us, like miscarrying also experienced a pregnancy loss or multiple. And, you know, so we're kind of aware of it, but as we began to share, instead of giving, you know, our pregnancy announcement, we were sharing our loss. I was shocked how many people were like, oh yeah, us too. And I'm like, why don't we know this? Like, you're really close to us. Like, why did you suffer alone? And, um, And I just think we have to stop that because it is, it is one of the most like gut wrenching to experience both life and death within your own body. Like it's hard to fat, like it's hard to put it into words, but like, Mm -hmm. it's a huge thing. And, and to be able like to suffer alone. And so many of us are, it's unreal to me. So I actually, I ended up like having the courage I don't know. One day I was just like, I'm going to share this because I was like having all these people that knew I was pregnant, you know, and texting me. And I was like, I don't want to say the same thing to all these people. So I ended up like posting it on my social media. And I had, I don't have like a huge following, but I had like hundreds of women respond. Like I haven't even told my partner. I haven't even told my parents, like blah, blah, blah. Like all these stories, emails from people being like, you're so like, thank you for sharing this. Like, it makes me want to share my story. And we just had like amazing, amazing feedback. And like, honestly, it was the first time I didn't feel so alone. Yeah. And that's kind of our tagline. Like you're not alone. Cause you're not, but like, you feel so, so alone when it's happening. Yeah. And I think especially after the year and a half, we've all walked through, we're like already more isolated support has been more limited. And so I think that's just added fuel to the fire. And I think something else you said, Tori, of like, you had been preparing your body and you're a health professional, right? And so to be able, like you experienced a miscarriage and like, same with me, like I felt like such a, almost like a fraud of like, okay, here I am doing nutritional therapy, helping other people get pregnant. And like, 
now I'm experiencing pregnancy loss. And that's just part of the, the stigma I think is like, no one's immune from it. Um, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't always mean you've done something wrong, but I think there's so much guilt. And I kept asking, I kept asking midwives. I was like, what did I do wrong? Like, was it, you know, the kombucha I drank or like the salami I ate and they just get kept being like, you literally, like, it's not your fault. And I felt like it was my fault for so long. Like I, that was like the emotional part I had to work on so hard, like not being scared and, and not feeling like so guilty. Um, Mm -hmm. just because of what I do, (laughs) you know, that was the hardest. Wow. Um, Josie, like, I want to hear a little bit more about like your background, like, yeah, of course, a midwife coming into this space, um, what you see, you know, on a regular basis, as well as you yourself too, right. Have walked this journey. Mm -hmm. So I am a licensed midwife and one of the owners of Tourmaline Birth and Wellness Collective in San Diego. I'm also a mom of four. Um, so yeah, (laughs) um, And yeah, you know, unfortunately, sometimes we see people with miscarriage that have already had a miscarriage and it's always something that we discuss in our, like routinely, well, how did you process that miscarriage and how was that? And so as we're seeing people prenatally that are now having a pregnancy and planning to give birth with us, the stories that you hear and the care that was given is is actually quite shocking that people aren't given resources. You know, I just met with a wonderful woman yesterday that was like, I felt like I was just dumping life into a toilet, you know, when she was having her miscarriage. It was, it was really hard for her. And then also we see women, we like to start care as soon as people come through the door. So if they're six weeks pregnant, five weeks pregnant, and they want to start midwifery care, we want to support them because whether or not this pregnancy, you know, uh, goes to term, we want to give them resources and definitely support them through a miscarriage. Uh, So when, you know, Tori found out she was miscarrying and then we made a follow-up visit, it's really special to be able to support someone in that way. And Thank you for sharing. It like brought everything back emotionally for me too. But um, like, I didn't even know them. They were literally strangers. I had met them one, maybe two days. And it wasn't, I like, we weren't even like fully committed yet. Cause it was just still like the early process and yeah. to feel like that support and love. And, and like someone had your back and they were there for you. was just like literally the biggest, biggest thing that I like can remember that was positive in the last year. Wow. I feel like that is like a difference of working with a midwife is like to be able Mm -hmm. to have that connection and that support. And like, you know, this pregnancy for me or current pregnancy, I am a little bit more anxious after having, you know, lost a baby. And I can just text my midwife. I'm like, I know this is probably normal, like absolutely normal, but I'm experiencing X, Y, Z. And to be able to have her respond, like, I don't know how you get that type of care if you're going through our conventional system. And that extra support has meant everything for me. Yeah. Cause you're looking not just at the physical, you're looking at the emotional components, which are really big contributors Mm -hmm. to overall health, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're especially when you're growing a baby. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we came together. Tori had an awesome idea and it's, I think it's been a journey for all of us because 
it's exciting to to launch a business, but then when you start realizing that every time you make a sale that we're losing a, you know, a, someone's in pain and grieving is like heart-wrenching yeah, it's, it's in some feeling, ways. Yeah. But it's also gives, you know, every box is made with that intention because we know it's going out to someone that really needs it. And that's that we can bring comfort to. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, sorry, I was going to just say, will you talk a little bit about like this, this place and like what you guys do? Because I feel like it's such a special place. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we started Termaline Birth and Wellness Collective. Um, it was really Allison's vision. So there's three founders, Allison, Moral, and myself. We're all licensed midwives. And it was really her vision to have a, a collective of practitioners that specialized, you know, in women, babies, pregnancy, postpartum, all in one place. Because in midwifery care, what we find is that when we need to refer people out for things, it's really challenging because we're not in the Western system mm-hmm. so much. And and our you know, parents have new babies and challenges. And then you're like, go see this, you know, go see Tori. She's awesome. And they, and then that's, you know, okay. Another person that I have to meet and book an appointment with. So anyways, we have tons of practitioners here. We have an acupuncturist, a psychotherapist, a pelvic floor, physical therapist, awesome, Reiki practitioner. We partner next door with um, cafe of life, which is chiropractic massage, um, lactation consultant. We have an in-house lactation counselor. We have postpartum support groups. Um, we do in-house ultrasounds, um, classes have, and classes. Yeah. Incredible. Um, and we're a full functioning birth center. So yeah, we have a naturopathic doctor and we also have an IV infusion clinic. And I think every single one of our practitioners is just, uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. And so when a mom comes in, or a family, any family partners, kids come in, they do feel very warm and welcomed. And there's that, just that continuity and care of like, we're invested in you, in your life, in everything. There's an investment, an emotional, physical investment that we have in our clients. And so, yeah, it's been amazing. And then we have like, everything's organic and our water is all super clean. And we're trying to be a really clean, um, non-toxic, non-toxic and sustainable too. So, um, yeah, it's really fun and we meet lovely people like Tori and, and it's super cute. It's really cute. Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) Well, I feel like it's so hard. Like the vision that you, you guys have been able to bring together. I mean, this is something we talk a lot about in our community is getting the right support and knowing who your team is, whether or not you're going to like need them the whole time or just part Mm -hmm. of the time, but knowing, who can actually support you along the way and to have brought all those people like in one space, I think is, I mean, it's just, that's the big gap, right. Is actually getting women to be able to access different resources or services. And so I just, I love what you guys have created. That's so cool. Yeah. It's really fun. And I do think like, because of what I do, like I, it is really common and correct me if I'm wrong Mm -hmm. for people to think that like home birth, or, you know, birth that's not in a hospital setting is quote unquote, like not dangerous, but like the, not the normal. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why that, why, I don't know why that is, but like, even like my mom, who's like, 
she's very like Western, but she was, you know, she's a Mexican woman and she just was grown up. Like you go to the doctor for everything because we have access to a doctor kind of thing. Like it was like, so my, you know, her parents are first generation. So it was just like very normal. And so when I remember when we, I was talking to her about this place, she was like, well, like, is it safe? Like, is there a doctor there? And it's so, I think like the education piece that people Mm -hmm. get when they come here, because I mean, most people that come here either had a bad experience, right? Like in a different setting, unfortunately, (laughs) Or they're already kind of like holistic and, or they know someone that's done it. Like I'm weirdly enough, a lot of my friends have had home births um, because I think that's just, I surround myself with more of like the holistic mindset now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just think like, just like the conversation of pregnancy loss and miscarriage needs to be something that we all talk about Mm -hmm. and not like this behind the shadow thing. Um, opening up the conversation about the safety of what they are doing here is so much more just like inclusive with everything they do lab work. You can get an ID, like you are totally taken care of on all different parameters. Then you literally are going to a hospital where there are sick people. Yeah. And I mean, and it's been the, you know, historically, right. Globally, this has been, you always had like a midwife or a birth attendant in a community, right? Like that's been globally the norm for most of time. Right. So Mm -hmm. what, what changed the, something with nurses, right. Something nurses took over the midwife role. Well, there's a lot of information on it, but you know, the medical system is, is a, is a business. And so giving birth is, is something that everyone has to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I think they, um, I believe it's in the late 1800s, they started training people for, or obstetricians to deliver babies. Mm-hmm. That just changed everything. And mm-hmm. it changed everything. Yeah. It was like, oh, we're going to do, no, we're going to take over that department now. And the granny midwives and lay midwives and traditional midwives were kind of pushed out. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's so interesting. So it hasn't been that long, like you mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's interesting too, like, like, you know, the perception is, oh, midwives are on their own. Maybe they're not as trained, but like you guys are literally surrounding yourself with so many other professionals, right? Really looking at the full picture and oftentimes being able to dress a whole person as well. I mean, it sounds yeah. like you guys are really addressing your the physical components, right? The emotional and even like the spiritual. Like I've I've actually never heard of a what was it like a closing ceremony or what you did? Yeah. Like that is just so beautiful. And to be able to address that side of things to help someone walk through grief, I don't know where else you can get support like that. Well, in, in our spirit box, we kind of tried to bottle that up. That was the idea. Cause if you don't have Josie around, you got to bottle it up and put it in the bag. So that was kind of like one of the <laughs> ideas, honestly, of like the, the spirit bag is something that we launched kind of like a couple months later, but we were like, we want to support this women. Guy right? This guy mm-hmm. right here. Yeah. And so like being able to have, you know, the emotional support. Cause so often, I mean, I have so many friends that were like, oh, I wish I could buy the, you know, your guys's box, but like, I don't need you know, certain aspects of it. Cause I'm not bleeding right now or going through it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what led us to be like, okay, well, everybody needs to close this chapter in order to really move on and, and, you know, have another, another birth or whatever, just be able to like, not feel that grief or whatever is comes along with those, those negative feelings of what they experience. So that is what the spirit bag really encompasses. 
Mm-hmm. My gosh, I'm excited. We're going to definitely, I want to dive into both the box and the bag a little bit more, but first, what are some things that like, aren't helpful, like that you've seen as either mm-hmm. in your community and women you've taken care of Josie or Tori that you've even, even experienced, like what freight, like, what don't you tell a woman who's just experienced a miscarriage or what, mm-hmm. like, what don't you do? You definitely don't tell her are you going to try again? Or when are you going to try again? I think the, the do is to be really present in wherever she is at that exact moment Mm. and not to look towards the future in any way, because um, it's really important, you know, to process all the feelings in the present moment with the loss. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, the future feels so far away yeah. and scary and like you don't even want to think about it. And like I had so many people that I know love me, including my mother, like say things where I was like, why would you say that? Like my mom literally was like, like I I never even knew anyone that had a miscarriage. Like what what does that even mean? Like why does this happen? Like mm-hmm. why I'm like literally bleeding and like on the floor, like in the fetal position, like mm. having convulsions crying you know and and she obviously wanted to support me yeah. but like and honestly that's what like when I was taking my journaling and do and doing all this you know self-reflecting like that's kind of why we created this box is because sometimes if you don't know what to say or you think you might hurt your friend or your family member like you literally can buy the box and send it to somebody <laughs> and you don't have to say anything yeah don't say anything yeah. you can <laughs> say I love you or like I'm here for you but like some of the stuff that people say like, it's mm-hmm. even with like, you know, on a death in the family, like people are like, I'm here for you. Like, let me know what you need. I'm not going to let you know what I need. I don't even know what I need. Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe just like sending something or flowers or a massage, like mm-hmm. whatever, like something that's like, you know, you actually will do or like I, for me, because it's just like what I food is for me medicine. So I just like make food for people and drop it off. And mm-hmm. whether they're had a baby or someone died in their family, or they're just having a hard time, like that's my love. Like I just put the love in the food and give it to them. But like, if you don't have that or you're a busy mom and, or a busy, whatever person, you just sometimes saying just things that people say is just like, I even had someone like two days ago, hopefully she doesn't listen to this, but she, <laughs> she literally was like, cause I had posted on my Instagram and like, I'm kind of sharing my journey a little bit, not too much. And she was trying to tell me that she had a miscarriage and she was trying to make me feel better. But like, what she was saying was like so triggering Mm. and she has two healthy kids. So like, it's so easy for someone to say that when you have two healthy kids Mm -hmm. and I don't have any kids. So yeah, you're like, it's a really great question because I know that people are coming from a place of love, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't like translate at that, like as that at the time. So again, like I'm not trying to just push our box, but like it is meant for that reason. You can share it with like five. We've had so many people like with a bunch of friends purchase it together and like, ship it with a thing of flowers or like mm-hmm. just really cool or a dad who's like wants to support their kid or a fr- family friend like mm-hmm. they literally just purchase it and send it and like they don't even know what's coming and they don't everything's explained in there like we have a, we have a letter that this was something that was like I don't even know who thought of it but it was such a good maybe, yeah, maybe thought it. no I think it was Allison oh, maybe, maybe. It, it's it basically is a, a, a letter and it says message to my partner and or to my partner mm-hmm. because so often our partners do not know what to do. They either say too much, don't say anything at all, don't know how to support mm-hmm. you. And it literally, they can open it and read it and be like, this is how, you know, these are ways to support. These are things mm-hmm. you shouldn't say, should say, this is what your, your partner is going through. And it's, I think it's been super, super helpful. Um, 
So sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent. No, that's so cool. I mean, that was my next like question too, of like, how can like partners support, you know, like they're, they're, I mean, someone walking through this, their partner walking through this one, especially they haven't experienced it themselves. And especially for men, right? Like they compartmentalize, they, you know, like my husband grieved, but like not really, yeah, there's no way he can understand it. Or like, there's no way he can comprehend just even now me being pregnant again. And then like the waves of emotion that like that brings up just through this pregnancy. And so I think that's so cool that you guys have included that. What are some like little pieces of that letter? I guess, like if we were to say, you know, like if a partner was like listening into this conversation right now of like how they can come alongside there. Yeah. So really it, it, it kind of goes over, you know, one, what not to say, but also just being present, like I talked about. So just holding your partner in the place that they're at, if they're emotional, and then knowing that it is a really physical um, journey, a miscarriage. So you're giving birth, you know, it's giving birth and it, it's painful, and it's intense. um, And you don't have a baby at the end. So um, knowing that it is physical, and that I really recommend partners take time to acknowledge that. So if that means taking a day off work, then Mm. take a day off work Mm -hmm. so that you can just be there for your partner and also like nourishing your partner. So I talk a lot about just in midwifery practice in general is like basic needs. So it's not so much about doing all the extra things. Even it's like, okay, make her soup, make sure she's got water, give her a heating pad, like put her favorite music on, like just rub her feet, just being there means so much, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't have to say the most beautiful speeches. Um, yeah, sometimes like less is more. more. And, uh, and then like Tori said, like scheduling a massage or for those that do have other kids, like making sure to like take the kids, you know, to the park and give your partner downtime, I think is super key. Mm -hmm. Um, but those are some of the things, you know, and yeah. partners, they do have a lot of grief about it in their own way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And also um, letting them know that it's not just uh, once you stop bleeding, it's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Because it's such a journey. And also to remind them that if they start, once they do start having um, plans for the next pregnancy or they get pregnant, that a lot of the things will come up or resurface and that that's really normal and needs acknowledgement as well. Mm, that's really good. And I think something you said, it is giving birth. I remember my wid- midwife said that to us and I was just like, oh, you consider this birth? Like, I don't even think I considered it birth. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like it's been treated as this whole other thing. And I mm-hmm. think just acknowledging that, like, no, this is birth. It's just resulted in a loss of that life. And like, I think just that alone, that paradigm shift is really important for the healing journey, at least for me to be able to be like, oh no, that, that was, that was birth. It just happened way too early, you know, for whatever reasons. And so, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Cause I think that's really powerful. I, I want to know more about the box. I mean, okay. I think this is like so tangible and I want to know more about the box and I want to know more about the bag. I mean, you kind of gave us a glimpse into the bag, but 
I can even like pull some stuff out because. So we're, we call it the spirit recovery bag bag or box. Um, And it is to support the emotional side of the miscarriage. And this is targeted towards people that have had a miscarriage in the past and not are current that are not currently experiencing it. Um, and to, you know, really kind of hold your hand through uh, like this path of healing. So we have a bunch of people that are, you know, a part of it that have contributed different things. So we have an essential oil roll on, um, that is meant to just like calm you and help with the stress. You can put it on kind of like a perfume. You can put it on your neck, on, on your um, chest, on your wrists. And then we have the calm the spirit tincture. So um, we make our own in-house tinctures here. Um, and that one is really designed to kind of like settle the nervous system. And so you can take that orally you know, once or twice a day or as much as needed if you're having a really hard day. Um, And it's made with all organic um, distilled alcohol and then organic herbs too. The happy tea is really delicious. It's a wheat berry. Uh um, And that's just really light and nourishing. So there's the, that's called the happy tea. Mm -hmm. Then there's the womb meditation. Yeah. So Angela is a licensed holistic psychotherapist and movement therapist. So she holds circles here at Termaline. She also had a baby with us, but she's amazing. And she's got a meditation about connecting with your womb. And then also with the rose quartz, Mm -hmm. which is a very healing stone as well. And like sending, it's like love and light and heart centered. So that was also something that she offered to the bag. Yeah, and it's something that you can just like put next to your bed or mm-hmm. throw in your purse and hold if you are having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, super healing. And then there's a candle that's just kind of meant to like light. If you, you know, for me, sometimes just like lighting a candle and and relaxing or going in your bathtub or something like that is just yeah. like super relaxing. It smells yummy. It's all organic and has some delicious essential oils in it. Um, and then we have the wildflower seeds, which mm-hmm. we love this idea I just because this. like planting something that makes you happy, which is flowers, right? Mm-hmm. Flowers are just so beautiful and you can plant it. If you have other kids, it's a really good activity to do with them um, or with your husband or just, you know, alone in a pot if you live in an apartment or something like that. But seeing those come to, to life is mm-hmm. just really just beautiful. And it's kind of surprising too, because you don't know when they're going to come. Yeah. Um, and then the grief journal prompt, this is um, just an exercise that everybody should be doing. You know, I, I tell all my clients to do this, whether it's grief or whether it's gratitude or whatever it is, but just, it could be so, it could just be something that you write down. It could be something you write in your phone, Mm. just something that gets your writing something down is just, I don't know if anyone's ever like written a letter to someone or having a hard time and you write Mm -hmm. it down, even if you don't give it to the person, the exercise of it is just like so healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we also include any, lots of information. So like where you can get more support, the partner, um, know, and then also planning for the future. Cause so many people mm-hmm. are like, okay, well what next? Or so it kind of gives yeah. information on when you do decide you'd want to, and when the timing is uh, optimal for that. And, um, lab also work. lab work and the emotional component too, yeah. of getting pregnant again. Um, is all in there. So yeah. 
It's so cool. Let us know if we're missing anything because yeah. we love to elaborate more and really serve the families that we're um, we're serving. Yep. <laughs> Even no, I mean, I feel like it's just such a. I mean, you guys have really thought of so much putting it together, and I think just even women listening and if they themselves are walking through this grief process and, and stage of healing, like just knowing that there's other resources or that these are types of tools that they could utilize in their own healing. Or like you guys said, when you don't have words, you can just literally send this, right. You can, and, and that it really addresses so many different aspects of the healing journey. And so I just think this is so cool. So needed. And, um, yeah, I'm just like blown away by what you guys have put together. Thank, Thank you. you. Let's talk a little bit about the box too. Cause that's really designed towards like some of that, the physical aspect. I mean, I think we all experience, we all have a different experience when it comes to like miscarriage and what it looks like in our bodies and how our bodies are processing that. But you've really designed this box to aid in that both the physical and emotional support, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the box, this box is really designed for, you know, families that are actively losing their baby. So when they're bleeding, cause it's got a lot of physical aspects to it, mm -hmm. it has, yeah, you want to sure. Go so we have um, a mm -hmm. CBD like balm that gets rubbed onto your, you know, pelvic area. That's super healing and helps with inflammation and pain because if you're listening to this and you've had a miscarriage, you know how much pain there is. But mm -hmm. like, also, I think if you've had a baby, you can probably like, you remember this type of pain. Cause it's like mm -hmm. a contraction for yeah. me. I was like, it feels like someone's taking a knife and like stabbing me. And I, that was something that like, it was so different than like a menstrual cramp mm -hmm. or a stomach ache or like all the things that I've experienced in the past. This was like so different and it was so intense. Um, and yeah, like kind of like Josie said, like at the end, if you get a baby, like it's probably so worth it, but when it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, when it's <laughs> happening and you're like, no, it's just sad. It was like, I feel like I've dealt with a lot of pain and it was painful. Mm -hmm. So the CBD bomb, um, the essential oil, and then the, um, Nisa, we partnered with Nisa and they have this amazing underwear. That's like super high, um, high rise. And then it has a little slot. So you could put, um, you can, it comes a little warmer and you can heat it up. And then also like, you could also make it cold, but we, we recommend warm. Um, so those are just kind of like that, that physical part. Um, mm -hmm. also, also the Momotaro, who uh, it's a really, it's like a vaginal health line. I grew up with the, with the woman that is the founder and it's just, people see amazing results. Um, you can put it in internally if uh, you know, for all different kinds of things, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, and then, yeah. And then there's a different tincture for that box. So that tincture is really for after pains. So um, just like after birth, you know, and has a lot of herbs that are specific for limiting bleeding and helping the uterus contract. Chamomile, ginger, oh, yeah. cramp bark, yarrow, and motherwort. So motherwort yes. is really good too for that emotional component of mothering the mother. So you can take it twice a day or as needed with cramping. And then it also includes the tea. And the tea is just a super mineral rich nourishing tea. So it has like alfalfa and oat straw and nettle lemon balm, peppermint, rose, 
and that's to drink. So warming foods, like just like in, in the postpartum, if you're, you're in the postpartum with miscarriage too. And so warming is really good. And then we, we added in like a vaginal steam, or if you're not into steaming, because some people um, aren't, you can also doubles as a sits bath. And those herbs are really nourishing to the tissues. So it's got calendula and sage, lavender, sea salt, comfrey. Can you explain vaginal steaming? Yeah. So vaginal steaming is a practice that has actually been used all over the world. And on our website, if you're interested in knowing more about it, we do have a link about um, it specifically, but it's just like steaming your face, but you're steaming your vag and um, <laughs> you heat up a pot of warm water, you throw in the herbs, and then you can sit over the pot, um, which they have awesome stools for, or you can kneel on a stool at home, or you can do child's pose over like a small bowl. And really it just um, it's like cleansing. It's cleansing. It brings warmth to the area, blood flow. It's really nourishing too, especially if you feel trauma in your tissues um, or holding trauma. Mm-hmm. I think it's super nourishing. My and first time was with you on that day. Yeah, yeah and it was actually, I was like, I, I always would see it like at the Asian spas, like uh-huh. all the grandmas would yeah. be doing it, but it felt so good and it was really relaxing. So yeah. And I recommend a hot cup of tea while you're, while you're steaming, but um, yeah, or you can use it as a sits bath. So you Mm -hmm. make the herbs and you pour that water into the bathtub and it's still super nourishing, but um, with steaming, we don't recommend you doing that while you're actively bleeding, but as you're kind of got the Brown or, or no bleeding is when you want to do that. And then the next thing we have the, uh, electrolyte balance, um, vial. It's just a little glass vial that I created because, um, so many people are electrolyte deficient Mm -hmm. and that does not mean Gatorade because that is just sugar and food dye. (laughs) We want actual minerals and that create electrolytes that we can actually support the nervous system and rehydrate our body. Because when you're going through trauma, um, at any time, it's, you're just, your body's you know, detoxing Mm -hmm. all the good stuff. So I made it with some um, real salt, which is super high in minerals and some magnesium um, that you can just pour in water. And then I have a little recipe if you want to like jazz it up with lemon or orange or make a big batch and kind of sip on it. So, um, and then we have our acupuncturist made a tea. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the happy tea. It's the happy tea Mm -hmm. to treat anxiety, uncontrollable crying, depression, restless sleep, heart palpitations, um, you know, sadness, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah. So, um, it's a lot of stuff and then it comes with like a lot of paperwork, like a lot of information (laughs) that probably people don't read until they're ready, but, um, Mm -hmm. that could be something the partner helps read and, and guide you to do. Um, and then we also have something cool that I just saw as I was just like scrolling through the website. Um, we've created like a donation page because we have people that, you know, want to buy them for themselves and can't mm-hmm. financially um, afford them at that time. And so we, we, if anybody wants to like buy one that, you know, has, or, you know, maybe had, had an experience like this or just wants to support other women 
Um, it's a really cool idea that you could do and just donate a box so that when that person needs one, or we have someone come in to tourmaline and, mm-hmm. and just is in the position to have one buy one that they could just provide them with that as they leave. And it just would be such an amazing little gift. gift. Yeah. Yeah. We'll make sure to link that up like below this like video or in the show notes um, to, yeah, just have that plus your website with like box for laughs and tourmaline. Cause I mean, I want women to have easily access that. And that's super cool that you guys have built in that component of like being able to donate it to. And you guys really have thought of so much with this. I really, I'm like impressed. I'm like, wow, like this is everything I would have wanted, you know, like walking through that experience too. And, and just having the support of a community, right. Knowing you're not alone, you know, something I want to ask is what are some ideas? So you guys have brought in like a lot of the emotional components, but anxiety, and fear, I know are so big for women, either as they are just processing and healing, or they are walking through then pregnancy, you know, trying to conceive again, or they're pregnant. And especially as like, if they're pregnant, they're moving, I guess that's me moving closer to birth. How have you seen, like, what are different tools or whether it's like mental or emotional exercises or meditations, what are tools that women can have to really deal with that extra stress or that extra fear. Um, cause I also don't want women to be like, listen to this and be, Oh my gosh, like so afraid, right. Either of trying to get pregnant or like trying to get pregnant again. And just, um, but I also obviously creating the space is so important, right. That we talk about it, we acknowledge it, we move through that. And so I'm just really curious what you've seen with your team, even Josie of how to like walk with other women through this. Yeah, so I think one of the ways that we walk with women as they're looking to get pregnant again is knowing that their bodies are healthy and that, like, you know, they're not all babies stay. So that was your experience with that pregnancy. That doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be your experience with this next one. Um, And that if it is, my thing is like, you do want to connect to this pregnancy. Like as you, if you're having, if you're pregnant after a miscarriage, you don't want to be holding on to that fear mm-hmm. or grief or disconnect of like, well, I might lose you because, you know, that's, that's, that's the whole thing about us not sharing our miscarriages is like, Oh, don't tell people till you're 15 weeks. Cause you might miscarry. Well, who cares if I miscarry, I need my people to know mm-hmm. I need love and support. So also letting them know to share that the fact that they're pregnant with family and friends, mm-hmm. I'm going to say midwifery care. <laughs> yeah. Well, and emotional stuff that you just talked about, like, like maybe we're for me, it was like going to a, a healer and like mm-hmm. talking about it. Like the first thing that she said to me was like, what are you so scared of? And I didn't even tell her I was scared. And it was like literally getting pregnant again. It was like the scariest thing. I couldn't even wrap my head around it. Mm-hmm. So um, I think like so many of the things that Josie was saying about like the the journal, you know, journaling that mm-hmm. we had in the, those kinds of things, like, um, like emotional support, actually like physically doing something, whether it's writing it down or talking to someone or even talking to a friend about it. But like believing in your body. Yeah. And also seeking out other practitioners. So Mm -hmm. it's a great time to like, I'm going to see an acupuncturist Mm -hmm. or, or nutritionist or, um, 
people that are going to help you find balance in your health and restore that confidence in your body that it is healthy. And like, Mm -hmm. these are the things that I can do this time. Also communicating to partners and educating them that it is, and it it can be a scary um, experience, you know, when you're carrying another baby after a miscarriage. And so for them to know, to be gentle Mm -hmm. um, and reinforce, you know, like, okay like we're doing this and and it's going to be good um yeah and also revisiting revisiting that am I fully processed from that and then I have a great friend that was like you know you need to give that baby a name you need to have something that you have for that baby that acknowledges it as part of your family unit because so that it's, it's a reminder and it's not a negative thing, but it's something that you acknowledge like, yes, that was part of our experience. There's, you know, more than, than just this baby that I'm carrying, Mm -hmm. there was a sibling, um, which is not common in our culture, (laughs) but very common in other cultures. It's really helpful. Wow. Well, this has been so powerful. Like I've really valued you guys just sharing from your hearts and your experiences and opening up with your vulnerability as well. And um, I think it's going to be really healing and empowering for other women. And I'm just really excited by what you guys have created. And I know I will be like gifting the box in the bag to like anyone who's having walking through this similar route. And um, I'm just really thankful that I have a tool because I think so often we don't act because we don't also want to do the wrong thing. We don't want to say the wrong thing. We don't want to do the wrong thing. And this is just like such a beautiful gift. I think even for the friends and family to know how to best support, you know, a loved one going through this. And so just thank you for just your dedication. It's not easy to start a business, especially with products and gathering these things and getting them out to the world. So awesome. Well, thank you, ladies. I just am so grateful for you. And we're going to make sure to link up everything in like the description below. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much for doing what you're doing. Yeah. I hope you love this episode of the Nourished Motherhood podcast. If you want to stay in touch and up to date with all the happenings over at the Nourished Motherhood Collective, make sure you're a part of our email community. Head on over to our website at nourishedmotherhood.com or click the link in our show notes to get on the list.